Live Nation presents Concert Week. From now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 summer shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirks Bentley, Janet Jackson, Megan Trainer, Peso Pluma, Sean Paul, Sum 41, and many more. For way less. Grab your tickets now through May 14th to see all of the artists you love all summer long. For just $25. $25 each. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. That's LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. Dealing with pests can be a pain, but relax. Terminix can help. Because when pests show up, so does Terminix. With over 95 years of experience, they have what it takes to take on any pest problem fast. If your home or business has pests, don't stress it. Terminix it. Visit Terminix.com to book your appointment online today. That's T-E-R-M-I-N-I-X dot com. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. When you think about the future, what kind of technology do you envision? Whatever the future holds, artificial intelligence will undoubtedly be at the heart of it all. Join Graham Class as he hosts Season 2 of Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast, and hear from the minds transforming healthcare, retail, entertainment, personal computing, and more with the help of AI. Tune in every other Tuesday and explore the latest technology that's changing our world today and creating a more accessible tomorrow. Listen to Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From UFOs to psychic powers and government conspiracies, history is riddled with unexplained events. You can turn back now or learn the stuff they don't want you to know. Welcome back to the show. My name is Matt. My name is Noel. They call me Ben. We are joined, as always, with our super producer, Paul Mission Control Deccans. Most importantly, you are you. You are here. And that makes this stuff they don't want you to know. Generally speaking, most of us, when we tune into the show, uh, we we have some sort of at least surface level familiarity with the subject of the episode. You know, everybody knows that JFK, for instance, was assassinated, right? People are familiar with that. Everybody knows. I, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's that's a safe thing to say. People know that uh, for millennia, folks have chased after allegations of aliens, extraterrestrials, unidentified flying objects. But today's episode explores a subject that may well be unfamiliar to most of us. Until quite recently, the four of us had never heard of this phenomenon. It's a story that deals with a strange and unsettling intersection between folklore and crime. And this is the type of crime that requires a disclaimer or trigger warning. Today's episode contains descriptions of mature themes and sexual violence. Not graphic descriptions, but they do occur in the story. 
Yeah, a lot of people are familiar with with something that we're going to talk about today oh. that's similar or related, let's say. Yeah, this is a weird segue. <laughs> this is a little weird. The next thing in the notes is uh, most folks are familiar with orangutans. Dr. Zayas, Dr. Zayas, Dr. Zayas. Doc, that's what I always think about. Yeah, orangutans, yeah. the the orangey-looking greater apes. They're, they're fantastic. My son loves them. And the name translates to old man of the woods. Oh, and they look it. Yeah, totally. I mean, really. Yeah, there are three species of great apes, at least now. There are three species of great apes found in Indonesia and Malaysia. And the most famous fictional orangutan is Dr. Zayas of uh, Planet of the Apes fame. But there's another much less lovable orang in the mix. It's called the orang minyak. In the Malay language, this name means the oily man. Ew. Mm. Yeah, it's one. It's only one of many similar mythical beasts in the region. There are. It turns out there's there's a whole posse of orang variations. Yeah, there's the tailed man or orang ekor or ekor. Uh, this is a race of men and women who have tails. Uh, again, a mythical race of men and women that have tails. There's the orang gadang. <laughs> Which is great to say. Incredible. Orangadang. Um, that is the big man. This is – to me, this feels similar to a Bigfoot-ish mm-hmm. uh, Sasquatch kind, mm-hmm. of, kind of creature. Uh, the big man is like a 10-foot tall beast with long hair. He's either a, a, a Viking orangutan or uh, just a Bigfoot. Mm-hmm. There's also the orangbati or flying man. This creature stands about five feet tall and it has these black leathery wings. This one is best known for living in dormant volcanoes. Oh, man. And that's this is just a taste of the various orangs. But in folklore, the orang minyak is a supernatural creature and it is known for abducting and attacking women in the night. Descriptions of this creature vary, and they vary widely. Sometimes it's described as just a naked dude. Sometimes it's a man wearing black swimming trunks. Sometimes it's only a vaguely humanoid figure, occasionally covered with hair, and so on. It's occasionally described as being a human warlock or the victim of a magical curse or the willing practitioner of a a magical rite. Sometimes it is said not to be human at all, and... It's kind of tough to get a physical description of this creature except for one thing. Yeah, and it's a bit odd because it's described in so many varying ways that it feels like there could be many of this thing, this orang minyak, mm-hmm. that it's not just a single creature out there. Um, so so if you think about it in that way, the, the height and weight have been described with a huge range uh, from super skinny to obese, from tall, like taller than a normal man, mm-hmm. to much smaller, diminutive. Um, the eye color can alternate between yellow, gold, red, even sometimes just jet black eyes. And these descriptions are complicated by a recurring claim that only a certain type of human being can see these creatures, specifically people who have not had sexual intercourse. Virgins. Yes, yeah. And you'll hear all these legends about this type of creature that's the result of a a spurned lover that has gained powers because he has solicited the services of a bomo, which is a Malayan witch doctor, uh, or a contract with a creature from the spiritual world. I want to pause there for a second and point out that the phrase witch doctor is, is commonly seen as a pejorative. 
You know, Mm -hmm. I think in a lot of ways it's dismissive of people's spiritual or cultural practices. But in this case, that's that's the way it has been self-described as well. Mm -hmm. So their term, not ours. But whether they have made a contract with a Boma or a creature entirely from the spiritual world – the the pact itself is insidious and infernal. The idea is that it's the old trope so common in so many stories throughout legend, mythology, and folklore. What would you do? How far would you go uh, for the love of your life to obtain their favor? In this case, the contract is um, is brutal. The idea is that this person must or this creature must sexually assault X number of people by X number of days and in doing so will have completed their end of the contract and then the person that they are seeking to fall in love with for the rest of their life will fall in love with them. An alternate version would be that the um, Minyak is themselves a prospective Bomo and will be um, completing their schooling it's like the final rite of passage is this series of horrific acts. And that's similar in some ways, I guess, the, the danger, the inherent crime or rite of passage. It reminds uh, – it could remind some of us of the Scholomance, which was the secret devil's academy for witches and warlocks so famous in European folklore and the way that the Scholomance is often described as that a certain number of students enroll each term or each year and that at the end of that term or year, they all have to race out the door and the last one to get to the door belongs to the devil. Ooh. I know. High stakes. Very high stakes. Um, you thought the LS, uh, the LSAT was stressful, right? Yeah. I'll tell you a factor that I love about the descriptions of this thing that always comes back to it being coated in some sort of shiny, greasy material. And that's how he evades capture, by literally slip, slick, slipping out of the clutches of his pursuer, the its old, pursuer. Yeah, the old greased pig strategy. Yeah, exactly. But it, the, the unnatural speed thing is also up there. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. So if you're greasy and speedy, I mean, we all – we've all – not all of us. Many of us have heard of the old uh, greased up pig mm-hmm. thing and how difficult it is, mm-hmm. a pig that's going fast. It's all yeah. greasy. Yeah. Mm, I feel like that's stuff. a thing a lot of people heard, have heard of but not seen in real life. Oh, really? Yeah. Have y'all, you seen it in real life? I should have grown up in Forsyth County. Because I saw Did it. Did you do that in Forsyth? No, I'm just kidding. I, I did it in Texas. It's a rodeo thing, yeah, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, saw it in, uh, I saw it in my earlier years and uh, it was gross. Turns yeah. out that's a messy, gross pursuit. Yeah. I can imagine. It's either I don't like pigs or I don't like grease enough. Mm. But you're right, Noel. This this shiny, greasy substance is the one common factor and that's why it plays into the name. On a forensic note, which will be important later, it would be pretty safe for us to assume that someone covered in some kind of oily substance would uh, leave fingerprints everywhere, right? Or footprints, especially if they're nude and barefoot. But uh, from what we find, apparently they don't. Apparently that's part of the supernatural aspect of their being. So it's supernatural grease is what you're saying. That's – yeah, that's the alleged thing. It's interesting because it will also cake on people's skin when it touches them. It's victims or something. But it won't, it won't cake or leave a residue on floors, walls, doorknobs, window panes and so on. And – now that we, we've got an okay description, 
as that is as best of a description of, his, of an orang maniac as you will find. But let's talk about its behavior. And we'll get to that right after a quick word from our sponsor. Live Nation presents Concert Week. From now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 summer shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirks Bentley, Janet Jackson, Megan Trainer, Peso Pluma, Sean Paul, Sum 41, and many more. For way less. Grab your tickets now through May 14th to see all of the artists you love all summer long. For just $25. $25 each. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. That's LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer? Yeah, Snagajob's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Attention, true crime enthusiasts. Searching for a way to unwind after diving deep into the mysteries that keep you up at night? Look no further. Introducing Lazarus Naturals, your trusted companion for CBD relief. With a commitment to transparency, Lazarus Naturals oversees every step from farm to doorstep, ensuring purity and quality you can trust. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today and discover how CBD can help you decompress and recharge for your next investigation. That's LazarusNaturals.com. Lazarus Naturals, your partner in unraveling the mysteries of true crime. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. From BBC Radio 4. Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. So the physical description of this thing sounds, at the very least, woefully unhygienic. (laughs) But its behavior is terrifying because, you see, unlike other monsters from folklore that primarily seem to harm human beings in an attempt to feed on them or maybe to protect some specific location, a sacred grove, a hidden spring, and and, and on and on. The Orang Minyak is known specifically for sexually assaulting its victims, typically female, uh, often uh, thought to target virgins exclusively. And this Minyak, according to the story, has the ability to paralyze its victims. Ooh. Mm -hmm. So similar to the sleep paralysis descriptions of a a succubus or an incubus. 
it, it has the ability to physically stop people from moving. And it finds them sometimes at night when they're asleep, but sometimes also when they're awake. So it can't entirely be attributed to sleep paralysis, right? And there are ways you can protect yourself from a maniac should you feel that one may be uh, targeting you. Yeah. So the first thing you got to do, or maybe the best thing, is find yourself a good old-fashioned sorcerer. You know a couple sorcerers, don't you, Matt? I'm sitting next to one. Well, that's true. You're talking about Ben. Yeah. You could also arrange male clothes, uh, as in M-A-L-E clothes, in some kind of barrier around your bed. So almost like With a, a salt uh, circle. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Or you could just wear men's clothes to bed. That seems like a better idea rather than getting a whole bunch of men's clothes mm-hmm. and putting around the bed. I just, do that all the time. <laughs> yeah. I, I do not. laundry pile. That's what yeah. that is. Another solution would be to bite your left thumb hard and cover it in a magically treated cloth or fabric, something that has been blessed or sanctified somehow. This is called a batik. B-A-T-I-K, and it's only supposed to work while an assault is taking place. So timing's key. I'm imagining that you would need to bite it so hard as to draw blood. I would assume I hadn't found that, but I ima- usually if you have to do some sort of magical ritual involving a bite, it does have to pierce the flesh. I would think so. You know? According to some stories, a few superstitious people, when they were worried that a maniac might be in their area, even began wearing sweaty clothes with the thought being that it would look like they had just had some sort of sexual activity. Wow. Uh, And then there's one last thing here. It says, uh, have a big old knife. That's what it says. You call that a knife? (laughs) This is a knife. Sorry. That's just (laughs) such a good line. Just, uh, you know, get that old slippery minyak with that knife and you're good to go. Right, right. So in other words, just kill it. Yeah. With a weapon or something. <laughs> but you sort. can't though Just because back. it's this otherworldly creature. Like there and there's a lot of unknowns still. Mm-hmm. In the stories at least. Yeah. So it it's weird because it's it's similar to the early stories of a lot of folkloric beings. You know, before before we had mass media, regional stories of vampires would widely vary, you know, whether you're in Greece or whether you're in Bulgaria or Syria or something. Because the seed of the story is sort of like it's where it starts and then everyone – or is it – I don't know. Is it parallel thinking? Is it like one story that gets translated and kind of moved around? Like I'm wondering. I guess it's more telephone Mm -hmm. in this case because the name might be familiar or there will be parallel thinking in in that there will be two very different creatures with two very different idiosyncrasies but they're all after your blood or your liver or whatever. What occurs to me here though is when we talked to David Bacara about uh, Sasquatch and Bigfoot and all that and so many reports of them moving very, very fast and uh, running around on all fours like, you know, the whole story he told about one going under a truck I believe yeah. and, and like, you know, running alongside it. This occurs to me, this creature is almost like a more rapey, creepy Bigfoot. Jeez. Yeah, you know, uh, not no. It's known specifically for that oil, but there are reports of tall ones. Yeah, it, it's weird because there's so many variations, and we see again that these variations did not get codified into a single common description yeah. until mass media. Because the Minyak was around in folklore in Malaysia for a long, 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 long time, and as well as you know, it had transmitted 
through that telephone game to Thailand, to Singapore, to other areas in the region. But it wasn't really – sort of like how Santa Claus always looked different until the Coca-Cola commercials. Yep. It wasn't really um, a singular recognizable thing until it experienced a cultural resurgence in the late 1950s. In 1958, three different films about Orang Minyak, uh, they, they hit – the theaters. One was in a burst of creativity, Aran Minyak. The other was uh, Supa Aran Minyak, and then Sarangan Aran Minyak. Uh, the sample plot is this. We'll just take one. In Supa Aran Minyak, or Curse of the Oily Man, my favorite subtitle of any movie ever. Great title, right? The Aran Minyak was a man who was cursed in an attempt to win back his lost love. So it's it's kind of like. If one do a pop culture comparison and take out the uh, egregious sexual assault involved in the film, uh, it's sort of like Todd McFarlane's Spawn. In Spawn, the uh, the protagonist is a, is not a very good person. They're a um, special forces soldier kind of guy. They die. They go to hell. They make a deal with an infernal creature because they want to go back and win the love of their life and be a better person. I think the guy's name was Al Simmons. So he gets the deal from the devil and then he comes back to the world, but he comes back as a, like a servant of evil mm. and he still tries to get back with his, you know, with his wife. The devil offered to help this man in Sumpa Arang Minyak and give him powers of the black arts, but only if the Minyak worshipped him and assaulted within a week 21 virgins. Very specific. Very specific, yeah. You have to wonder if there's some numerological significance there. In other versions, it's a little more like the cabinet of Dr. Caligari. Do you guys remember that one? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Man, that was – that's still a spooky one. But that, that's where the Orang Minyak becomes more like um, – almost like a golem or like a somnambulist who's controlled by this evil authority, whether that's a Boma, a sorcerer, in Caligari, it's a hypnotist. But the, you know, the, the comparison holds true. And so for decades – here we go. I love the Bigfoot comparison we're drawing here because for decades, people have been divided in their opinion in this story. Is the Orang Minyak a boogeyman, just a fictional device used to enforce compliance to social norms? Don't go out late at night. Don't go out late at night alone. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Don't go drinking and drugging in the woods. Be careful around men that are not uh, related to you. Especially mm-hmm. if they're kind of oily. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And – that's that's where a lot – honestly, that's where a lot of these sorts of stories originate, to get people to – from cradle to the grave, obey the rules of their society or uh, usually in an attempt to keep people safe, right? But then we have the debate that's so similar to Bigfoot or the Yeti, which is there is a contingent of people who have always argued that these are real, actual flesh and blood organisms, so is it some kind of cryptid that may now or at one time have existed in the wild? This is an interesting this is an interesting question because we know that Malaysia and Indonesia both have been home to uh, tremendous biodiversity in the past and a lot of those creatures have uh, since gone extinct. Yeah. So it could be it could be similar to the Australopithecus theory about, you know, early 
early uh, human-like creatures encountering this gigantic ape. Oh, yeah. Or it could just be made up to keep people from going out and being unsafe at night. Or has it become something more? This last question is crucial because while this creature may well be considered little more than a grisly fairy tale today, the crimes attributed to it are tragically and undeniably real, and they are happening as we record this. Ben, I remember you told this to me outside of of the office. We were hanging out briefly, and I was like, I cannot believe this is true. And the the story in itself is good. It would be enough to make an episode on its own, but this twist is out of control. Unfortunately, that's the case. What are we talking about? We'll tell you after a word from our sponsor. Live Nation presents Concert Week. From now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 summer shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirks Bentley, Janet Jackson, Megan Trainer, Peso Pluma, Sean Paul, Sum 41, and many more. For way less. Grab your tickets now through May 14th to see all of the artists you love all summer long. For just $25. $25 each. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. That's LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snagajob's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Attention, true crime enthusiasts. Searching for a way to unwind after diving deep into the mysteries that keep you up at night? Look no further. Introducing Lazarus Naturals, your trusted companion for CBD relief. With a commitment to transparency, Lazarus Naturals oversees every step from farm to doorstep, ensuring purity and quality you can trust. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today and discover how CBD can help you decompress and recharge for your next investigation. That's LazarusNaturals.com. Lazarus Naturals, your partner in unraveling the mysteries of true crime. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. From BBC Radio 4. Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Thank <laughs> you. 
here's where it gets crazy. So before the movies ever came out in 1958, there, there, you know, was an occasional sighting and crime, like actual crimes reported to the authorities uh, about things that have been uh, done or crimes that have been committed by some Orang Minyak or the Orang Minyak. And, uh, you know, those, those, those movies, those films, they heralded this other cultural event, uh, reports that would come in about attacks or about sightings or about at least some encounter with the Orang Minyak. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, these reports were not just, hey, there's a dirty, grease-coated guy kind of slinking around the the local car wash or yeah. something. These were reports of sightings and of attempted sexual assault, and there were tons and tons and tons of these. The reports skyrocket through the 1960s and the 1970s. Remember that those films come out in 1958. And uh, there were, I believe, one or two other Orang Minyak films that came out in the 70s. Uh, let's see. Oh, Oily Maniac yes. from 1976. What? Oh, that's fantastic. And we have to remember too, it's like over here in the States, a lot of these folklore type things that are United States-centric, it's very niche, the people that will be like, this is a thing. Let's attribute real events to this creature. Culturally over here, and what we're talking about, it's much more, I think, accepted as a real thing as opposed to like a legend. Yeah, there's there's a conversation that's a lot more divisive between the skeptical part of the population and the people who – well, I don't want to say are credulous, but the people who saw something firsthand and believe they experienced it. Uh, the reports still continue, as we said, in the modern day. In November of 2005, the Malaysian National News Agency reported that a uh, Kuala Lumpur hospital was shaken by news that an orang minyak or oily man was on the prowl on its premises trying to assault nurses. And we we have this story about this because one thing we have to note for the purposes of this story, uh, the nurses live on site. So at 3 a.m. on Tuesday uh, of that week, a nurse in her 30s who was in, in the nurse's quarters, it was sort of almost like a hostel uh, in on the hospital grounds, was believed to have been um, sexually assaulted by a man armed with a knife and whose body and face was covered with oil. Ugh. Uh, a police spokesperson um, said the man had entered the nurse's room in the dormitory uh, and threatened the woman before tying her up, binding her uh, hand to feet, and then undressing her. Uh, this is hard. It's hard to describe. Um, he said that a security guard of the hostel became aware of the nurse's situation at around 5 a.m. when he heard her screaming for help. And uh, then the guard um, untied the nurse who – this was her room exclusively. She did not mm-hmm. have any uh, any flatmates. So that was that was attempted. Fortunately, it was not. Doesn't sound like it was successfully completed. But it is weird that there is no report of him seeing anyone or any like. I'm right. not seeing a lot of the evidence of oil or and, anything. Anywhere. And the nurse in this story claims that it was at a wrong minyak. Yeah. In 2005. Yeah. Uh, This continues in Christmas of 2012. The Star Online reported there were multiple sightings over the Christmas holidays. Uh, One eyewitness even described its behavior. They saw it moving. Yeah, this is a quote. Crawling up the stairs of the house, just like Spider-Man. 
When it reached the top, it suddenly jumped onto the roof. I don't think a human could do that. It then just disappeared. And the person who's reporting this, the eyewitness, says, we can laugh and joke about this, but this is serious. All the families here have young girls. Yeah. So this sounds like a person saying, I get that this might sound provincial or this might sound like a rural superstition to people reading this story, but we are actual people who live here. We're genuinely concerned. Yeah, yeah. Uh, In 2016, the star also reported a woman claimed that she had nearly been assaulted by an orang minyak at a petrol station, gas station toilet. This was via the Harian Metro. Uh, She gave her name, Ili Sharia Modea. She was 30 years old, told police she put up a struggle because a man dressed only in red underwear entered uh, entered the restroom while she was in there. I was in one of the stalls when I heard the door to the main toilet entrance open and close. I had a bad feeling, decided to leave when I saw the man clad in underwear. He tried to push her back into the cubicle, the bathroom stall, but she fought him off and ran out of the toilet shouting for help. The guy ran away toward the back of the gas station. The police confirmed this happened. The police confirmed that she said there was an orang minyak. And police, we should note, are actively cited in these investigations, Mm -hmm. uh, sometimes in a skeptical way. In 2017, in August, police debunked an Orang Minyak story, or they denied it, in Malacca. There was a village, there were two villages, Malacca, Tenga, and Jasin, and the assistant commissioner, Afnazar Ahmad, was asked about these messages that were circulating over social media over the past two days. There were attacks that were rumored to be perpetrated by Orang Minyak, and he said, quote, such unfounded claims will cause unnecessary anxiety among villagers, will act against those who spread such lies. So he said, we're we're going to not only deny this stuff, but if you're spreading this stuff, we're going to shut you down too. At this point in the story, the creature had supposedly entered five homes in the area and um, attempted, at the very least, uh, attempted acts of assault. And this this leads us to the question – this is something we had talked about off air too. What's going on? You know, the reports have declined since – the 60s and 70s, but they're still occurring. That last story is from 2017. That was not very long ago. Is there something like this? Oh, okay. Something's happening, right? Yeah. It, to, okay. So to me, that the story of the woman in the bathroom with a man clearly wearing red underwear, um, to me, that one is a, easily just a human male at least to my mind, a human male that is a monster and attempting to rape a woman in a bathroom stall. That's what it sounds like to me. But then it has that cultural uh, surrounding of yeah. what what a rapist essentially is. Well, and my question too is the, how, how do the cultural um, – kind of stars align that this they are able to successfully blame it on this urban legend. Like I I wanted to bring that up um, Mm -hmm. earlier. Like how do you think – do you think in general culturally there's more of a willingness to accept myth as reality than there is over here? I'm I'm wondering Mm -hmm. what you you think is leading to this being a legitimate uh, thing to blame these crimes on. 
Right. We also well, we have to remember that one person's myth is another person's matter of fact. You know, depending on where they live, there are people who will assure you that everyone in the United States is deluded because they believe in myths like democracy or capitalism, which is not the same, hopefully, as a supernatural creature breaking into people's houses at night, but it's also not perfect. It's weird because we have to wonder – we have to wonder how much of it is willing – you know, like you said, a suspension of disbelief, a willingness to attribute mundane tragedies to supernatural causes. It it also – you guys have heard about Iceland, right, and their belief in elves or fairies, if you, you're familiar with this. Our super producer, Paul Mishikatrol Deccan, uh, traveled to Iceland, and I can't remember if we talked about it, but we, we've got to figure this out off air. I have heard that people will attribute uh, construction problems and things to elves in oh, wow. Iceland. And surely a lot of that, that is with a nod and a wink. Mm-hmm. But uh, there was some there was some poll I read wherein the residents of Iceland who participated self-reported uh, to believe in in elves to actually no fooling believe in them, and you have to you have to wonder if you're in an environment where you may be relatively isolated. Uh, our knowledge of what is or is not true is largely going to be based on our own experiences and interactions. Right? Yeah. You can you can read about a country like Bhutan, for instance, for your entire life. You can see pictures that say they're from there, but uh, uh, there are people who will argue that you don't know something for sure unless you experience it firsthand. I don't particularly subscribe to that or ascribe to that rather, but there are people who, who believe that. So maybe maybe they're saying – I believe this because I saw something inexplicable, and the closest thing to my knowledge in my like databanks yeah. that that um, resembles what I know that I physically saw is this thing called Narang Minyak. So maybe they believe it. And also, I want to walk back what I said just ever so slightly. Like, I mean, you know, you could say that Christianity is a myth, and that people outside of the United States look at that as being a widely accepted belief as bonkers. And like, mm-hmm. so like, how could you believe in this this magical creature, Jesus Christ? Or you know what I mean? It's just all about cult. It's all about your perspective and where you're coming from. Mm-hmm. What is a myth versus what is a belief system? And yeah. I just think it's interesting. You know, we blame things on religion all the time. You know, so it's. It's really not that different, you know. That's true. Legally, we do have things uh, called acts of God. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, all right, sorry. Uh, We don't have to pay you for this because it was an act of God. I think that should be changed to nature's a bitch. Yep. (laughs) You heard it here, folks. You heard it here first, folks. Uh, Matt Frederick. Regardless, though, then this, this is a conversation that can get very deep and very complicated very quickly, right? Um, regardless of what you think, and, and no, to be absolutely clear, we are not, we are not making a one-to-one comparison between the wrong Minyak, capitalism, Christianity, and democracy. Those are ideologies, but they're still – they're beliefs, right? Yes. They're still beliefs. Uh, at this point though, regardless of how you feel about any of those things, it looks – extremely likely, I would say overwhelmingly likely, in fact, I would say I have certitude about this, I am certain that at multiple times, genuine sexual crimes were either dismissed 
or actively covered up uh, through the through attributing this to a supernatural creature. No, it wasn't. It wasn't that guy who has had like four or five other previous run-ins with the law. It was the Orang Minyak. Yeah, I I wholeheartedly agree with with uh, that which you assert. I mean, there's always the notion of public panic too, right? I'm not saying that people are always intentionally trying to cover up a crime using this. There's always the notion of an outbreak, like a, a moral panic, they're called. Yeah. And I know in our previous work with reports of serial killers, for instance, one thing that we've seen um, happen every single time – Every single time there's an active identified serial killer that has not been apprehended or even after uh, the most likely suspect is apprehended, police departments and law enforcement agencies will be inundated with the weirdest calls. People who confess to being the killer because they want attention, people who are certain they've seen the killer, people who have some sort of like very, very – low-effort Count of Monte Cristo revenge scheme who reports someone they don't like at work or in their personal life as the killer. That happens so often. And then this this also has a little bit of a uh, cultural divide. Is, is someone saying there, – there's a language divide, right? That's a better way to say it. Is someone saying that when they're saying I was attacked by an ring maniac, do they mean I was attacked by this supernatural creature? Or do they mean I was attacked by this creepy dude covered in slime or oil? In this case, regardless, pu- public panic aside, it looks like several criminals took advantage of a longstanding uh, belief. And as we record this – these people got away clean with their crimes. They dressed up, right? I mean, this is – and not to sound dismissive, they disguised themselves. They participated in cosplay for the purpose of crime. This is similar to saying, for instance, let's make uh, let's make it part of folklore that Bigfoot is, in addition to being real, known for robbing banks. And then let's all – dress up as Bigfoot and start robbing banks. Brilliant. And then it was never it was never us. It was a group of <laughs> big feet. <laughs> big feet. Um but this this is the case and this is something at this point that we haven't we haven't cracked the case on. We know that the police clearly hate this idea. It's not helpful yeah. for an investigation. No, not at all. Uh, <sighs> At least, again, I keep going back to the red underpants thing because at least that's a a good description of the person and hopefully a witness saw that person. That, if you just describe it as a naked, oily human being that is this other creature, that's not a lot to go on for law enforcement. That's That's definitely unfortunate. You can only hope that people out there very soon will begin to understand that there are awful human beings that exist in the world mm-hmm. that will do terrible things and those are the ones that you need to blame it on, not uh, some myth. It's interesting because there there are other reports. Asia One reported that as recently as 2012, in some regions of the area, people overwhelmingly did believe in the wrong Minyak, uh, especially in Kampong Laksamana. 
it's it's apparently very difficult to find a resident who doesn't believe in Arag Minyak or feel like they have seen it. Uh, this was a place where, remember, we, we talked about the spike in reports over Christmas of that year. 200 people went out into the street patrolling the area. They carried machetes, axes, sticks, whatever they could find, and spotlights. Wow. So people actually went out on a search for this thing. And, you know, there's um, there's something else here because when we were describing what an orang minyak is or could be with all the various descriptions up at the top of this episode, one of the major versions of this is a spurned lover, a human being that is a spurned lover, right? So it's it, – it, even if there is some kind of supernatural or the belief of supernatural power working through this human being, it is a human being. Mm-hmm. And I think it, as long as that is kept, perhaps – I know that's not the only description. But if that thought is kept, then hopefully uh, some of these some of these human monsters can be uh, apprehended and uh, this could be stopped. And at least in the minds of people, they could have that framing of uh, seeing something very real even if it is supernaturally enhanced. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I guess I don't know what else to say. Well, you know, at this point, this is where this is where the story ends. It's tremendously fortunate that these reports have precipitously declined, but it's tremendously tragic that they still continue. You know what I mean? And this is where we want to hand the story over to you. Thank you so much for listening. Let us know if there are any similar things like this in your neck of the global woods, whether that's Peru, Pennsylvania, uh, Paraguay, Paris, even places that don't begin with a P. <laughs> and we're asking this, we're, we're asking for this because it may surprise you to learn how many stories, um, maybe not this sinister, maybe not this disturbing, but how many stories like this, uh, the supernatural impinging on modern life, how many stories like this exist and are not well known. I, you know, as a matter of fact, write to us and let us know if you heard of the Orang Minyak before you listen to this show. You can find us on Instagram where we are Conspiracy Stuff Show or in other places where we're Conspiracy Stuff. You can, uh, you can call us if you want to leave a message, it might get on the air. Our number is 1-833-STDWYTK. Well done. Stuff they don't want you to know in acronym form. Uh, and yes, they are numbers as well. Use your phone. You, you'll, you'll get it. Uh, if you don't want to do any of that stuff, send us a good old-fashioned email. We are conspiracy at howstuffworks.com. Live Nation presents Concert Week. From now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 summer shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirks Bentley, Janet Jackson, Megan Trainer, Peso Pluma, Sean Paul, Sum 41, and many more. For way less. Grab your tickets now through May 14th to see all of the artists you love all summer long. For just $25. 
$25 each. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. That's LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. Attention, true crime enthusiasts. Searching for a way to unwind after diving deep into the mysteries that keep you up at night? Look no further. Introducing Lazarus Naturals, your trusted companion for CBD relief. With a commitment to transparency, Lazarus Naturals oversees every step from farm to doorstep, ensuring purity and quality you can trust. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today and discover how CBD can help you decompress and recharge for your next investigation. That's LazarusNaturals.com. Lazarus Naturals, your partner in unraveling the mysteries of true crime. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Dealing with pests can be a pain, but relax, Terminix can help. Because when pests show up, so does Terminix. With over 95 years of experience, they have what it takes to take on any pest problem fast. If your home or business has pests, don't stress it. Terminix it. Visit Terminix.com to book your appointment online today. That's T-E-R-M-I-N-I-X.com.